0: Welcome to the official end of the year for me, which is when I do my best albums of 2020 list. This year was jam-packed with music. I think we're at the top 10 artists that I want to talk about. A couple of them had multiple albums, and so there actually are more than 10 albums here. Really 10 artists, a couple that had multiple releases. So let's get started. The first record I want to talk about is Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Punisher was released in June, but it was led by at least two singles early on, Garden Song in February and Kyoto in April. This once again has Phoebe working with Ethan Greska and Tony Berg, the producers she worked with on Stranger in the Alps. Since its release, there's actually been five singles, the most recently being Savior Complex, which resulted in the video she did with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Bridgers is basically Indie Rock's it girl these days. She's extremely online. She's in her 20s and she ended up being in a ton of different streaming concerts that happened over the past year. So she did all the late night shows. She performed from home. She performed at Save Our Stages Fest. She performed in a lot of different scenarios where she was being filmed either outside or in socially distanced places. There are many tracks on this record that may actually underwhelm. But I think the tracks that are really good are about as good as it gets. I've had the lyrics down on the end in my head basically since I heard them the first time. Somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it. Man, I hate this part of Texas. Close my eyes, fantasize. Three clicks and I'm home. There are many guest artists on this record. Boy Genius sings on Graceland 2. Connor Oberst is on Halloween. He also co-wrote five of the tracks. I think he actually may show up on more tracks than that. Punisher appeared on many year end lists. I think it's very deserving. And it appears now in my best albums of 2020 list. Next up is The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Tame Paula, I've become a massive fan of in the past couple years. I was privileged enough to see them perform at Madison Square Garden last summer. If you've never seen them, you may be curious why they would headline something like Coachella, but when you see their show live, it makes total sense. They actually have a much deeper catalog than I originally realized. Currents in 2015 was probably their smash breakout record, but I think The Slow Rush is a good addition. I put it ahead of other records because of how many times I've listened to it this year, which is many, many. Also, my wife loves to track Borderline She always has me put it on whenever we're listening to mixes of stuff. I think Kevin Parker is insanely creative. I've really enjoyed watching his performances this year. He's another one of those people that's been on every late night show. He has in his home studio, all the gear set up to kind of either perform by himself or perform with two other people. Also Tame Paula is from Australia, which is actually not even on lockdown right now. They're open and they only go on lockdown when infections occur. So they're in a much better position than we are to actually be in spaces and perform live. Anyways, I'm looking forward to the day. I'm at some festival in Portugal or somewhere. While watching tame impala play and losing my mind they're definitely one of my favorite bands for that and i highly suggest you check them out if you haven't recently next up is set my heart on fire immediately by perfume genius perfume genius is an amazing performer i'm trying but still i close my eyes. Mm, the one of my top albums of 2017 as well, No Shape. I think he's back with a very consistent record and his normal output is just so much better than your average artist that this album didn't make huge waves this year it just happens to be an amazing record and he happens to be an amazing artist when i was going through and seeing how many key tracks there were for each record on perfume genius without even trying i was up to four or five so i really enjoy mike hydreas as an artist i'm dying to see him live but i definitely think you should check out this record if you haven't Next up is Gray by Moses Sumney. Moses Sumney was also on my Best of 2017 list with his album Aromanticism. I fell hard for Moses Sumney, and I think he's just one of the most spectacular artists that exists today. If you saw the movie Queen and Slim about a year ago that came out, it included Moses Sumney's Doomed at the end, which absolutely wrecked me for about 24 hours when I saw it at the movie theater. Moses Sumney's Gray is a lot more complicated of a record than Aromanticism. I think Gray, Is best listened to as a full piece, but I think Gray as a whole is amazing, very symphonic in the way it sounds. There's a section on the first half, Virile Conveyor in Boxes. I think that's actually maybe the highlight for me. Moses Sumney Gray, if you have missed a Romanticism, maybe start with that and that'll bring you to Gray. Just an exceptional artist that I really love. Next up is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. I'm tend to be skeptical of any record that immediately gets praise from across the universe just because I'm a cynical bastard, I guess. Once I gave this album a few more listens in the past three months, I started to become in love with it as well. It's Fiona Apple performing with her four piece that she's performed with for a while now. I think there's a reason this is has become basically the consensus number one across most best of lists she wasn't number one on every list but she appeared on the most lists and she appeared high up on all, of, all those lists and if you love fiona apple you'll love this record i think there's some amazing key tracks on here fetch the bolt cutters the title track fetch the bolt cutters i've been in here too long fetch the bolt cutters for her. maybe she just got tired of watching him Sniff white off a starless breast Treating his wife like less than a guest Getting his girl to clean up his mess Never showing weakness Unless it's war season And drum set Why did you not want to try Why did you take it all away Why did you not want to try Why did you take it all away why Definitely why worth checking out Fiona try. Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters Next up is Saint Cloud by Waxahachie. Katie Crutchfield is I think an amazing singer-songwriter artist. She's been hiding out in Kansas City with her boyfriend Kevin Morby. They've also been extremely online and performing NPR's Tiny Desk concert at home. If you ever hear that gunshot, you may think about what you do, but you don't got. And various other remote performances. Really can't wait to see Waxahachie live again soon. Out in the Storm by Waxahachie was on my best of 2017 list. It's also, I think, a classic record. Waxahachie's St. Cloud, highly recommend if you haven't checked it out. It's nice to see that the quality is still so high with their output. Next up is Imploding the Mirage by The Killers. Almost no one has listed them as one of the best albums of 2020. This album hit me like a lightning bolt. And I think it's the best work they've made in God knows how long. They've had a big single with Caution, which actually features Lindsay Buckingham playing guitar, as well as Blake Mills. Doesn't like birthdays. are actually down two members on this record. The guitar player, Dave Koenig, has not performed with them since 2017. He seems to be very frustrated with his role in the band. The bass player, Mark Stormer, has really scaled back what he does with the band. There are a number of other high-profile guests on this record. The first time I heard it, my immediate feedback was, this sounds a lot like the war on drugs at times. However, Adam Granducille from The War on Drugs appears on this record. There's a track called My God that features vocals from Wise Blood and Lucius. And there's even a track that has a guest appearance from the one and only KD Lang. I think this record is just so underrated and criminally has been ignored in the critical press. Easily one of my favorite records of the year. The Killers and imploding the Mirage. Next up is RTJ4 by Run The Jewels. Run The Jewels made one of the most visceral records of the year. This record came to me in the middle of the George Floyd Racial justice protests that were happening all over the world, and especially in New York City. I think there's no better soundtrack to what that felt like during that time than the tune Just yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, it? Yeah. Look at your dollar. it. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, Get it. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, Get it. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, it. Run the Jewels have been critically acclaimed for a number of years now. In 2014, Run the Jewels 2 was actually at the top of a lot of people's best of list. Killer Mike had a very emotional appearance at a press conference in Atlanta during the racial justice protests there. I was absolutely gutted watching it. I think it reverberated kind of all across the world. This record, I think, will far outlast the year. No record really captured the moment, even though it was not written for the moment. Next up is Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was one of the more prolific artists of 2020. In the middle of the summer, seemingly out of nowhere, she dropped her eighth studio record, Folklore, which was a surprise collaboration with Aaron Dessner of The National, as well as containing collaborations with Jack Antonoff, who's been a frequent producer of hers since 1989. I am a n- mega fan of The National, and so I definitely have love and support for her collaboration with Aaron Dessner and also some of his compatriots in Big Red Machine, namely Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon appears prominently on the track Exile. I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body. Laughing, but the joke's not funny at all. Just a few weeks ago, Taylor dropped on us the fall and winter collection of songs called Evermore. Evermore, I think, is as good or better than folklore. Hyam appears with Taylor Swift on No Body, No Crime. Marcus Mumford sings amazing background vocals on Cowboy Like Me. The entirety of The National appears on the song Coney Island. Matt Berninger actually shares the vocal spotlight with Taylor on this tune. For me, I think the highlight is the song Marjorie, which was extremely emotional. At least the first dozen times I heard it, it coincided directly with the one year anniversary of the death of my grandmother, who was named Marjorie. Taylor wrote the song about her grandmother, Marjorie. And if I didn't know better, I think you were to me now If I didn't know better i think you were still around There isn't another song this year that's made me that emotional listening to it. Across the two projects there's at least 30 songs to come through. Her ability as a musician really shines through on this record and the dexterity she's able to write with Aaron Desner's compositions is, I think, insanely good. I think these records stand up against anybody's records, and this year, I think they were easily some of the best output of the entire year. And the final artist I want to talk about in my best albums of 2020 list is Salt. Salt is a group I actually can't tell you a lot about because they've been very cagey with releasing any details about who they are. However, I think they made two of the most compelling records of the year. Both records are technically untitled, but they go by the names Black Is and Rise. I think Black Is is... An amazing record. It's one of my favorite records to put on, and it contains probably my favorite track of the entire year called Wildfires. But we will never show fear. I think the talent on these records is just prodigious. It's definitely one of the buzzier acts of the year. You cannot find their vinyl anywhere. Their online presence is pretty much limited to their Bandcamp page. Their interaction with the press is basically null. So because of that, I think this makes it one of the most interesting releases of the year for me. It makes me feel comfortable saying this is maybe the best release of the year. So those are my best albums of 2020. Comment below if there's albums you think I missed. If you didn't see my Best Songs to 2020 video, go check it out. There may have been some albums on there that you thought should have been on here. There was no overlap between the lists though. So any albums that I put on Best Albums list, I did not put on Best Songs. I'm hoping 2021 will be a different and better year. I have very little faith in my fellow Americans. These years are gonna be what we make it, and the time is gonna be how we spend it. So I hope you have found a way to find some comfort and spend your time in a way that is happy and healthy for you. I look forward to finding new music in 2021. I would really enjoy seeing some live music in 2021, but only when it's safe and we will get there at some point. So love and peace to all of you. Have a happy holidays and we will talk soon. Peace.